0: Hey, welcome to Smart, Fabulous and Single. Today, I'll be doing a recap of what we've discussed so far this week. I'll also share what I think about it from a biblical perspective. So, stick around for today's episode, and if you have any questions, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Welcome back to Smart, Fabulous and Single. I'm your host, Trisha Ann. Listen, I had a fantastic week this week, talking about the dangers of premarital sex. And this is just week one of three weeks. And in this episode of All Wrapped Up, of course, I'll share my thoughts and do a recap. But more importantly, I want to discuss um, the feedback, and the questions that I got from a particular listener, I really appreciated her, her frankness and and just the fact that she loved it, of course, <laughs> but also the questions, the questions, you know, because she has her own struggles and she so much appreciated that we did this episode and she even cried and that touched my heart. And I'm thinking there may be other persons who have these questions or, you know, have these thoughts as it were so let's just do the recap share my thoughts on some of that and then just go straight to what she had to say and her main question you know so first of all um in terms of the recap what i found interesting was how open and frank tanisha and monique were um, with regards to their own experiences um, with premarital sex. And I really loved that about it. I also really loved the fact that they could admit to how premarital sex really is dangerous for us. You know, they had issues with. Um, Of course, the spiritual side of things, which was a main danger for them, you know, um, the dreams that night where somebody is holding you down and having sex with you, somebody you no longer want to have sex with, you know, or, um just how the mind would work and torment you, you know what I mean? And then just, just physically how they would just still be lusting even when they were trying until they got to a point where they really had to ask God to intervene through prayer, fasting, and, you know, just just reaching out for godly counsel. Um, it's, It's not strange to me because I had a similar experience, like... Uh, as I've always said, and I think I said in this episode too, um, when I decided to become a Christian, I wanted to give up sex, but it was hard. Now that could be an emotional as well as spiritual and physical thing. I mean, when you like something, it's hard at first to give it up, right? And for me, it was hard because I absolutely love sex, but God... God says, not premarital sex, but sex in marriage. I had no clue, like these ladies, that there's a spiritual side to it, that there's there's an emotional attachment that can really torment and even abuse you because you are abusing sex because anything that's not used the way it should be used is an abuse of the thing and that's not my quote that's from pastor al miller who did the episodes on what sing- singleness really is right so back to now um tanisha and monique i really loved that monique could be so open about you know her her um, homo, quote unquote homosexuality and how difficult it was to get away from it, even more so than anything else. And again, I had, I, I would not say had a relationship, but I certainly was curious for a short while. And so I understand where she is coming from. And then Tanisha now, who just kept getting trapped in these relationships where the man never belonged to her she believes him belong uh him belong to her or or even if she recognized that he wasn't um monogamous like because of her yearning you know for him she stayed in it i mean these are the things that we do we abuse sex because sex becomes something that abuses us wow like that just came to my mind thank you holy spirit It abuses us when we misuse it and that's just what the enemy does right he finds a way to abuse us when we abuse something that God has given to us as a gift and we use it in a contrary way and this makes sense to me because when we now come down to pastor Howard Tyson who who is this great deliverance minister who's been doing this for many many years and has the experience enough to have delivered persons from um premarital sex and other forms of you know like sexual abuse and so on. Um, you know, for him to say, listen, when we give into that, which is our abuse of sex, because we're having premarital sex, what we do is we give the enemy the right the authority let me say actually the legal right and the authority for him to torment us in that area and consistently plague us with the desire even when we do not want it and it can result in so many different things i mean guys did you listen to the episode this man pastor Howard tyson say oh my goodness that it can result in It can result in um, poverty, health issues. And I'm not just about the physical side. I'm talking also about the spiritual implications is what he referred to like, wow, that was mind-blowing for me. So the question then becomes, are there things that we are still dealing with because of premarital sex? And I ask that question of us because the other day i know it it could have been because of watching the tv and what came up on the screen and so on but i want to hazard a guess that the the urge i mean when i said a strong urge to masturbate a strong urge to have sex came upon me right having dealt with masturbation and putting it to bed dig a hole and drop it in a it right and again just to interject here Pastor Hall Tyson said that masturbation is, is a sin because God didn't create us to um, have sex with ourselves but with our spouses, right? Okay, our spouse rather. So back to it now. I and I watch TV. I may watch TV and something come up, right? This image comes up before me and I'm like not changing the TV, not looking at the image, you know, but not changing. I'm not looking at it, but I didn't change the TV because again... I'm waiting to watch something completely different, a different program. But when I go to my bed, it's just like, what is overtaking me? What are these dreams? What are these thoughts? Why am I getting so hot? No, I forget about it on my bed. I have to get about on my bed and call somebody, pray, worship, something. But hear this now. It occurred to me when I was listening to Pastor Howard speak that there could be an open gateway So I've dealt with many things through my own deliverance, um, even with Pastor Howard himself. But there still could be some kind of open gateway there that the enemy feels that he has the right to. And it's not me intentionally leaving it open, but sometimes we don't even know. And so those, those things that when they come back, You know, whether it is, like I said, something on TV, something we hear, whatever it is, can torment us. So my question again is, is there anything? Because if there's anything, we need to do as Tanisha suggested, which, by the way, the Lord took me through as well. Sit on your bed. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of the names. Go through the names. List the names. And um, denounce any attachment um break any marriages you know in the spiritual realm and so on and then after that of course starting with repentance and then after that seek out deliverance ministry you know uh, deliverance pastors ministers who can do deliverance now you may be asking because not all churches speak about deliverance not all churches even if they understand it or or consider it to be real not all churches do it. Well, remember that time when um, two times, right? Jesus was um, going about his way and the demon started to say, no, don't come near us. Don't come near us. This is in, of course, New Testament because this is Jesus, right? Don't come near us. Don't come near us. And they were like, don't kill us. Don't kill us. And he sent them into the pigs. That's deliverance. Taking spirits that are demonic, that are that are um, not of God, if you don't want to use the word demonic, not of God, and doing away with them. Because they have implications for how you behave, your attitude, your character, and of course, your personality, right? So it's really... Really, what they are are just personalities that are not of God, that have implications for all those areas in your life, and that can also impact your health. And anyway, so that's one incident. Another incident, I think it was Peter. Yes, it was Peter who was walking. I don't remember he, who he was walking with. And there was a woman behind him and behind them, and she was, um you know, like one would think that she was, um the, the Bible says that she was saying things about them, that she she knew about them. In this instance, one would immediately think that she was prophesying. But, of course, we know that um, people can say things that they know about you and the source of that information is not God. It's, it's actually the devil. It's the enemy, right? So, in this instance, Peter turned around and delivered her from the evil spirits. That's another phrase that we can use for demon or the enemy, um, these these evil personalities so he did de- he delivered her from the evil spirits and then the men that she worked for got upset because they used to use her to make money that is an example also of deliverance we need deliverance from these evil spirits we really do because when we do things we give them access And we need to, now that we are in Christendom, close off that access, shut it down. In Jeremiah one ten, it speaks about uprooting, overthrowing, destroying, and tearing down, right? In order to build and plant. So in order for us to be planted in our Christian kingdom of God walk, we have to do all of that. We have to get rid of all of that. And some of us don't ever do it. Because maybe we don't believe in it, our churches and practices, and so on. Okay, I understand that, but maybe we can still speak to them about it, and you know, um, get advice otherwise, without, without causing contention between your church and yourself, right? Separate and apart from that, um, are persons who, yeah, you know, they, they 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 believe in it, but they believe that. Um, you know once you do it once that's it sometimes because it can be a process it doesn't necessarily happen once sometimes you have to be doing it over and over again and then you have to check yourself in terms of am i am i entertaining anything in my space the what the, the things that i do the the things that i have around me the people that i have around me am i entertaining anything that would keep the, keep that access open Although I've done deliverance. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, we have to be very careful of that. Um, And you know what? I'm going to do an episode sometime, maybe in next season, where um, we talk more about that, you know, deliverance and that kind of thing. Anyway, so for me you know, I just want us to start to ask that question, sit before the Lord, meditate on his word, create the atmosphere for him to speak to us about deliverance. Um, you know, repenting of the past, of course, and, and asking him to shut doors and cut relationships and ties with persons that we have had sex with. Uh, uh, and and for me, I would go as far as to say flirted with and so on. Yeah. You know, flirted with and so on. And then, now, um, of course, getting the deliverance. Uh, my church, Fellowship Tabernacle, does it. Uh, we are Fellowship Tab, that's Fellowship, T A B, at gmail.com. I know Bishop Neville Owens, his church, um, Love and Faith Ministries, they do it as well. I think their email address is Love and Faith at gmail.com you can check our website sfswoman.com slash listen for for those details um you know there are others who may do it um gee they're close by in pembroke hall um Wafif, uh that's pastor courtney mclean i think they're in old harbor um you know um um, Trumpet Call Ministries International there in Montego Bay. And of course, if you're listening in and you're not in Jamaica, listen, reach out to Fellowship Tabernacle. Reach out to me, you know, Trisha Ann at SFSwoman.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-A. That's two A's N-N-E at sfswoman.com and i will hook you up i will i will make the calls for you i will check with my church for you i will hook you up and on facebook we have liberty for living um, ministries which is that's pastor rowan wade and pastors Ron and marsha wade they attend my church they do it as well i know i spent a lot of time talking about that but, but that's because it's so important so i have a kind of weaved in my own thoughts into the recap and I want to go now to this listener who I so appreciated because you know to think that it 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 caused her to reflect on on her own life and what she's been through that's the point of this you know and what she said to me is that this episode with tanisha and monique was so brave because they they poured it all out and the questions that i asked were so pointed and important because it caused her to know consider what consider what they were saying and consider the questions that i posed and it caused it brought her to tears because she was thinking wow some of the things that they've discussed whether it's you know whatever it was um She's been there and done that, and it's been hard. It's been such a struggle to let go because persons keep pointing fingers she's struggling with what people have to say she's struggling with her own identity who does she become now if she's not that woman she's not that woman who used to have premarital sex she's not that woman who used to depend on a man or a woman she's not that woman who used to have such strong urges and you know um just did whatever she chose to do like we all have done and if if we have had premarital sex you know um this abuse of the sex that god gave us to be had in marriage who does she become now how does she function now you know yes she knows that there's an identity in christ but what does that mean how does she physically um practically live that out How does she demonstrate that? And my best answer to her was having been through it myself was based on a talk I did for pastors Ron and Marsha Wade, Liberty for Living, pardon me, Liberty for Living Ministries. They did a, so they do devotions and, you know, they celebrated their hundredth day I think it was yesterday yes it was yesterday (laughs) so they asked me to be their guest speaker and it's all live on Facebook you can check them out and you know um, the topic was I'm invincible and if you know me you know that when I'm gonna speak most times I don't even prepare I don't have paper nothing because I just trust the Holy Spirit to be the one to speak through me and that was the case this time around and everybody loved it because of the points that the holy spirit allowed me to make here are some of the points that I shared with this young lady again because she was so broken and um because it was just so important and 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 really some of them mind blowing for me as well the first i think critical point is you can't defeat a thing if you don't practice what's needed to defeat it you can't so if you know that there are people out there who chat bad that's what we say in jamaica chat bad speak poorly of you you have to practice how you're going to respond The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a masterpiece. You are a royal priesthood. You are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, all of these amazing things. Practice to hear that. Practice to speak it so that when somebody comes at you in a negative way, you don't have to react negatively. Because you have already practiced in your body, in your mind, your, soul and emo- your, your will and emotions, right? To react, respond the, the way Jesus would want you to. How does he want you to respond? With a kind word. How does he want you to respond? To think positively about yourself. To speak positively about yourself. To not accept things from the enemy, but to accept what the word of God says. I mean, I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from here. We have to practice. You know, years ago, I don't know how many years ago. It could have been like three years ago, four years ago, when there was this young lady. So I used to teach at or, or Bible college, whole life college. Um, and when I say or I mean my churches. And, you know, there was this young lady who was so rude to me. And immediately, I did want to tell her about her mom and her papa. Big, big Christian woman, oh you know. Big, big Christian woman. Okay, let me say that in English. As a Christian woman maturing and and after the things of Christ, right? I wanted to tell her curse words. Okay. I was angry. I didn't tell her the curse words, but I was angry. Now, I know God looks more at your heart posture and less at the sin, meaning you know, if, you, if your heart says, if your heart um, demonstrates that it's really trying very hard to not sin, that matters to God versus, you know, um, the fact that he sinned. Because he knows that we fail sometimes, right? But here's the thing now. I didn't do it. But when my Me didn't want to do it, become a vex. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so upset. I was vexed right um i really wanted to do it and you know the thing though is that why i didn't was because i would practice i would practice how i would respond in those situations and this is coming from somebody who used to be, <laughs> be very very abrasive but did cost enough it really didn't cost enough. You know what I mean? And, but I, because I practice how to respond in certain situations, before they happen, that's what practice is, you know, um, I was able to control myself. And this is not just about the way people treat you. This is a principle practicing all sorts of different situations. Pastor Ron, when I told him, you know, when, when I did the talk afterwards, we were chatting about it later on in the day, because this was like 5 a.m. in the morning. And later on in the day, when we were t- chatting, he said, you know, somebody who has a gun, when they're learning to shoot that gun, practices. They practice, they, they think of the various scenarios that could happen. And they practice. They're not only—they're not only just target practicing. They're—they're they're thinking out. Okay, what if this happens? What do I do? What if that happens? What do I do? What if X, Y, Z, A through to Z happens? What do I do? In every area of our lives, we ought to practice. And so, for me, that was the biggest takeaway from that talk that I did on "I Am Invincible," and knowing that invincibility is about. Um, going and having faith and not stopping based on what God has said, what he has promised, what he wants us to do and be obedient to, despite our circumstances and situations. Right? So that is what I said to this young lady. Um, It made a difference. And why have I brought it up? Because, you know, one, we need to practice because if we're still struggling and people are adding to that stress because of our past we have to practice right and two despite them and even despite ourselves we should keep going going being obedient going doing purpose going doing the best we can we can you know and going loving others as the bible says oh he said everybody should be better for encountering us. so what do i want us to do do a practical exercise with the lord regarding premarital sex um, check out the resources because that will help you as well on our website sfswoman.com listen um, that's number one to practice practice because people will still condemn you even though that's not god's way practice so that you can receive the love from god and know that you don't have to condemn yourself or be condemned by others practice to respond to them in love if he you know because that would be god's way you know unless he says otherwise (laughs) you know just practice and just keep going don't give up don't stop pursue purpose be obedient to god Continue to have that relationship with him. Don't let go because others are are, are trying to let uh, to to put you in that box that will force you to let go. Just keep going and don't allow your mind, and your past and your pains to cause you to let go. Keep going as you practice and you keep going. God is gonna heal you, and if you you know ask him, he will give you the strategies that will cause you to be healed and then do some practical things practice get deliverance keep reading the word keep meditating you know determine what your atmosphere is for um that will help you to get over things and set it as often as you need to and also remember give thanks in every situation something's coming at you rejoice enemy coming at you yeah, you're going warfare, but it must end with some rejoicing because there comes a time when you must believe that you are over it. So having said all of that, check out the resources. Check out, you know, uh, um, the show notes. And just please put into practice, do these exercises because I want to hear from you that I want to hear those testimonies that you are done with this. And guess what? I'm going to be doing it too. I am going to be doing it, too, because as I listened to Pastor Howard, I was reminded of what happened with that thing on the television some months ago. So, yeah, please, let's do it. Let's do it together and reach out reach out by email, reach out by, you know, our website and let me hear from you. Thank you for listening to Smart, Fabulous and Single. If you loved it, please download, subscribe, rate and share it. Then head over to our website at www.sfswoman.com to access show notes and other fantastic bonus content and resources and to sign up as a guest. You can also sign up to continue the conversation in our Facebook group. If you want to share topic ideas, email me at pod at Okay. So thanks again. And don't forget to join me for new episodes, Mondays to Fridays. You can also connect with me on FB and IG at smart, fabulous, and single. And remember what you have on the inside of you is far greater than your circumstances, weaknesses, and fears. So you already have everything you need to live life successfully.